more scathing findings in the latest Equifax report, ISC Squared's research on women in cybersecurity, and Google's latest two-factor authentication initiative. All this and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Nick Holland. The lack of a strong security culture at Equifax was a key factor contributing to its 2017 data breach that exposed the personal records of 145 million Americans, according to a 71-page congressional report released this week. The Senate committee report breaks down nine issues at Equifax, but the most damning is the first. Equifax failed to prioritise cybersecurity. Here's ISMG's managing editor of Newsdesk, Scott Ferguson, with more on the report. Just when you thought you heard everything about the Equifax breach of 2017, there's more information coming out. Specifically, the Senate's Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations released a scathing 71-page report this week about the Equifax breach and the series of mistakes and errors that led to the attack. The report found a lax security culture at the company, especially compared to its two main competitors. Investigators also found Equifax discarded internal chat logs around the time of the breach, depriving senators and investigators of a fuller picture of what happened. One quote from the report stands out. Equifax's shortcomings are long-standing and reflect a broader culture of complacency towards cybersecurity preparedness. The question for investigators is how did this happen? The Senate report shed some light on the security culture at Equifax that led to the breach. Investigators found the company did not have a formal written patch policy until 2015. An audit done about the same time also found thousands of vulnerabilities throughout the company's systems and the software it used. Many of these were critical. However, much of these policies were ignored or forgotten, leading to sort of an ad hoc approach to patching. Equifax also seems to be unaware about how much the security landscape had changed over the years and that the wealth of data it collected made it a large and tempting target for attackers. The report paints a comedy of errors. For instance, the head developer for Apache Struts was not alerted to the vulnerability when it was first published. The developer's supervisor, however, did know about the alert and the vulnerability, but did not pass that information along. Executives also passed the buck. The CIO told investigators that patching was, quote, a lower-level responsibility that was six levels down from him. When all this was happening, however, TransUnion and Experian, the company's two main rivals in this market, patched the same struts vulnerability within a few days. It appears that the legal department issued an order to retain those messages, but settings in Microsoft Link were not changed until many weeks later. All this adds up to a damning view of company culture. Terrence Jackson, the CISO at the Washington-based security firm Thycotic Software, tells ISMG that, quote, Good cyber hygiene is not the responsibility of one person. It's the responsibility of the business. Was the IT staff overwhelmed? Probably. Was there a culture of security? Probably not. Equifax's failures should be a lesson to all of us. Get back to the basics. A spokeswoman for Equifax also tells ISMG that the company is still making changes and it's spending about $1.25 billion on security over the next two years. For ISMG, I'm Scott Ferguson. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. A recent ISC Squared report highlights that nearly one quarter of the global cybersecurity workforce is now made up of women. But women still face significant compensation and other career challenges. Tom Field, 
ISMG's SVP of Editorial, spoke this week with Mary Jo Delu of ISC Squared on some of the key findings. Here's an excerpt of that discussion. So you're out with this new report that, among other things, says that women now make up nearly one quarter of the cybersecurity workforce. To you, what is the significance of this achievement? Well, I've been working in cybersecurity exclusively for nearly 20 years. So when I first started, there were only three other women in all of the Netherlands who focused on this industry, and I knew them all. So uh, the growth has been considerably, and in the face of a worldwide talent shortage in cybersecurity, we need more women to bring their perspective to problem solving. So diversity in the workforce makes us all stronger together. So I think 24% is a nice percentage. For now. Mary Jo, in addition to that growth, what else do you find encouraging from the findings of this new report? I think it's certainly encouraging to see a younger generation of women taking an interest in cybersecurity. Furthermore, I think there are many more opportunities from a younger age for girls to learn about different aspects of computing and get excited about it. And I also find it encouraging to see that more women are reaching leadership positions. So where their voices can really be heard and they are involved in the policy and decision-making processes. Well, and in some cases, you know, we need some work to do. But at the end, it's very encouraging uh, to see all of these conclusions coming from this report. Oh, I don't want to say that anything is discouraging, but do you find anything less encouraging? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Because as we've seen over the past few days, you know, there's still... Equal payday still exists, so uh, also the report shows there's a slight gap between the, the, the amount of money women and men earn, so I think one step at a time, but you know, equal paying will be the next step, I think. Finally, in what could be a significant step in making two-factor authentication widely available for the masses, Google this week announced it launched a beta program where instead of needing a physical token, The private authentication key is stored on an Android phone or device and signs the authentication challenge over Bluetooth. Here's ISMG's Managing Editor, Security and Technology, Jeremy Kirk with the details. Improving security often revolves around creating more hurdles for attackers, but those speed humps are not necessarily convenient nor are immune to hackers. Two-step verification is the perfect example. Although it has undeniably made account takeovers less likely, the many iterations of it have varying weaknesses. Two-step code sent over SMS can be intercepted, and users can be tricked into revealing the codes via phishing attacks. On the usability side, the code has to be read from a phone and entered into a form. And the most secure variation of strong authentication, which is a separate hardware token with a signing key, has its own problem the key may be lost. But on Tuesday, Google introduced its latest improvement to the unsolvable problem of humans losing keys, getting rid of the physical security key. It has launched a beta program where instead of needing a physical token, the private authentication key is stored on an Android phone or device and signs the authentication challenge over Bluetooth. It does mean, of course, that users shouldn't lose their phones. The new feature delivers what may be to some an easier alternative to Google's Titan security key, which the company introduced last September. The Titan keys were so successful internally at Google at stopping phishing attacks that they were rolled out to the public. The Titan key bundle comes in two versions versions, one of which slots into a computer via USB and another that authorizes a login via Bluetooth. 
The new feature also has an advantage over Titan in that it's free. The Titan Key Bundle is US $50, and as of Thursday, there's still such a demand that Google has a waiting list for it. To deal with the potential lost phone problem, Google is recommending that users also set up a backup key, either it's Titan or one from another vendor, to store in a secure place. But with those steps, users can put in place the best defense against account takeovers. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. That's it for this week's ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Nick Holland. Catch you next time. Thank you.